I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Coach Kenny Henry. He is the head cross-country and boys track and field coach at Cleveland High School in Rio Rancho. He has multiple state titles in cross-country and track, comes from a running family, a coaching family, if you didn't already know that. So uh, thank you for joining me today. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm excited to be on here. It's uh... You know, it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm excited to have you have you too. I've had a couple of coaches in your district. I, I got to have, uh, you know, Coach Gallegos and Coach Schrader on here as well. So it's an honor to bring you on too. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. So, you know, my first question, pretty much how I start off all the podcasts is, how did you get into running? Well, for me, it was a pretty... <laughs> pretty simple, uh, I guess, uh, path to go on. You know, I, I grew up here in Albuquerque. My dad was a high school coach of just like I do, you know, he coached cross country, coached boys track. Um, you know, I, I've had a, an older, my dad's older brother, his uncle was a, a head coach at LSU is currently the head coach at Texas A&M. So I just, I had, uh, a lot of background. My family had a lot of background in, in these two sports. And so, you know, when you're just around it a bunch, you seem to, you gravitate towards it. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, I grew up playing every sport under the sun, but when it came down to it, it was like, well, these are look like to be the sports where I'm going to have the most success. And so I found myself there. And then of course, you know, for us people that are involved in these sports, we just know how great they are, you know, so you get involved with it and it, uh, it can hook you like we see it hook so many people. So for me, it was, it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I mean, the, the hook is, is great. And obviously, I mean, when you come from a running family, it's kind of almost predestined that that's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, it seems, um, seems to be, <laughs> you know, one thing that I always find interesting is, you know, once you get into it, cause there is kind of like that, almost like that push into it. When did you find that running kind of became your thing and not just kind of what was expected of you? Right. Well, and and honestly, I never I don't ever remember feeling like running track or running cross country was expected of me. You know, I I I think I my my very first like experience wasn't until I was like 6th 7th grade, you know, so that was still a little bit later aside from maybe a summer track meet here or there when I was younger. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, I think it was once I was in high school, um, had had a little bit of success and then I was very fortunate to be on some good teams. Um, you know, my, my junior year of high school, for instance, you know, at La Cueva, our cross country team now at that time, they didn't have any of these NXN meets or anything like that, where you had, you know, pretty legit national kind of caliber teams and you were ranked as such. Back then it was all uh, Diestat put out there what they thought were the rankings, you know. And right. so like, you know, we were ranked in the top 10 for most of that season, which was truly like a, a neat experience to think, you know, again, there was no 
we didn't get to test that so much, but to think that we really were maybe that good, I think it was around that time for me where I just, you know, all of a sudden we're in, in love with it a, a little bit more, you know, and um, it wasn't even so much my success. It was just, you know, I had some unbelievably stout runners on my team and it made for a fun experience. So I think for me, that's when it, it really became more to me. Well, that makes sense. Uh, did you find yourself more of a cross country runner or a track runner? Um, I don't know if I looked at myself as more one than the other, but I, I think, I think most of the time I found a little more success on the track than I did in cross country. Um, I, and I think that was just more the, the events that I could run, you know, like in college, I ran the steeplechase and, um, not that I was any good at it, but I was a little bit, I was a little bit better in it than maybe anything flat on the track, like the 5,000 and definitely I never even ran a 10. So, um, yeah, I think track was maybe more my niche a little bit, but I definitely didn't love track more than cross country. They're just so both such unique beasts and I don't know, love them both. Yeah. <laughs> when did you, uh, have in your head, was it that same kind of junior year when it was coming you know, along with you and being on some good teams that maybe you could do this in college? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I that was always a hope of mine. You know, like I had said, um, I had an uncle that coached at LSU at the time. You know, my, uh, I had in within my family, I had some some people like my dad who were able to run at the collegiate level. And, and so, you know, you always hear about those things. And it was something that I definitely wanted to do. And again, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't a stud by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I did feel like maybe there'd be an opportunity to do so, you know? And so, um, you know, I, I was fortunate. I, I ran at UNM for one year, um, was fortunate enough to get a scholarship there. But, um, you know, like I said, I had grown up going to these track meets, watching LSU where my uncle was and, it was just a huge dream of mine, I think, to run there. So I transferred after a year and, uh, you know, was able to run there, thankfully. And one of the best times of my life, you know, really, really some unbelievable experiences running on a, you know, a caliber team like like LSU is and was. So, yeah, you know, for me, it was just, you know, not ever anything triggered that said, oh, I think I can do this. It was more just, man, I really hope I can, you know, and yeah. luckily the 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 opportunity presented itself right well and then you you mentioned LSU. i was going to bring that up and and running for with your uncle being the head coach i mean i was going to ask what it was like being in in that space because like you said they were so good i mean there was some great athletes around there at the time right well so it, kind of an interesting thing about it you know um so my uncle was the head the head coach but he didn't coach me specifically. We had a distance coach, um, Mark Elliott's his name. He's actually the head track coach at Clemson now. Um, you know, and so I was, I was with, with coach Elliott all the time, you know, everything that we did was through him. I mean, of course in track, when our team was together, I was, I was with my uncle, but it, there was kind of a separation there. Um, but I, I, I try to tell people, they asked me how, how it was like, for me running at LSU. And honestly, it was a very humbling experience <laughs> because, uh, you know, we were like in track specifically, you know, I was surrounded by these guys 
in the sprints and in the jumps, these people were all world, you know, I mean, every year that I was there, there was multiple people on our team that were Olympians for, you know, for whether it be the United States or these other countries. Um, So, you know, even though they weren't in my same events, to watch somebody do it at the level that they did it was, like I said, incredibly humbling. You know, you had to, uh, you had to definitely look at it in awe, but just realize like, so this is what it really means like to be able to do it well, you know, and, and, uh, you know, on the distance running side of things at LSU, um, you know, LSU was not known for its distance runners for sure. You know, you're down at sea level, um, you know, definitely in the land of football, sprinters, jumpers, you know, and so, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, we, we had some good distance runners there and, and we even, you know, with a team that was a lot of walk-ons were able to finish like top three in the, at the conference championship against, you know, like university of Arkansas and those kind of teams. So we had some success, but, uh, it was, it was, it was just a neat experience because like I said, we were just surrounded by some absolute studs in their events. And so, gave me a different perspective on on this sport at at its highest level so yeah it was cool (laughs) i can imagine (laughs) and that's just always cool when you get to be around that level whether it's in your specific sport or not because like you said you get to see what some of these people are able to do you know partially through you know some genetics and that 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 they're gifted with but through the hard work that they're putting in to be able to to be at that level, it's just otherworldly, otherworldly sometimes. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. No, you, you nailed it, man. It, it really is. I mean, I would watch, uh, I would watch some of these guys just even in practice, you know, and, and you, you see the kind of splits they're running and the things that they're doing. And yeah, obviously, you know, they have a God given gift in it, you know, or a genetic gift, however you want to look at it. But, um, their training was unbelievable. You know, these, these are the, the kind of people they, you know, they don't just get by by doing it halfway. These people did right. it all the way, all the time. And as a result, they were the best in the world. So really cool. Really awesome. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's just so cool. Uh, when you were at LSU, did you kind of have it in your head that you wanted to be a, a teacher and, kind of get into coaching as well and follow in those footsteps or is that something that kind of came a little later yeah you know it, to be honest with you like I think when I started school I didn't really know what I wanted to do um I think there be, there came a time when I realized like you know obviously my time as an athlete is is very limited you right. know and so uh but I, but I love these sports and I want to stay involved with them and coaching was you know, the next way to do that. Um, so, you know, I think that made it easier to go into this profession, but, you know, on the other side of it is, um, like I mentioned before, you know, I, I grew up, both my parents were teachers. My dad was a coach and, uh, you know, we, the lifestyle that they provided for me, the life that they provided for me just, just seemed like it worked. I loved the whole calendar of being a teacher and a coach, you know, having, having some time during the year, you know, if you hope to have a family, it's a, it's a pretty great profession to be in. You know, you're not, you're not going to ever be, you're not going to ever be rich by doing it, but, uh, (laughs) 
but uh, you have you have some opportunities that I think you can't get in other professions. And uh, you know, little did I know that you know the relationships that you build with with these young people was going to take the cake on top of it all. You know, so so it uh, I don't know. It just was an easy fit for me. Um, not only because I had seen it, but it just uh, I don't know. I guess it seemed right. Yeah. I think it's it's fascinating to me, you know, how some people get into coaching and sometimes it takes a little while. Some people knew right away and there's so many paths to it. Um, but the, it is interesting, like a lot of people who are teachers tend to have family members, you know, who are teachers and they've seen it and they've spent time in the classroom growing up or, or doing this and that. And um, that kind of family relation within teaching is always interesting to me as well. <laughs> Right, right. It is. No, definitely. There's something about it, I think. Uh, I don't know. There's just a familiarity with it, I think, for people who've had family that are in this profession where it's almost, uh, they may they may even have aspirations of doing something different, you know, but then they, they kind of fall back to it, I think, you know. And the one thing that um, you can't take away from the teaching slash coaching profession is that um, it's always there. You know, unlike other unlike other fields, um, there's not really the ups and downs. I mean, the COVID year that we all had being at home is about the only is about the only thing that's thrown a wrench in what the normal structure and um, routine that you get out of coaching. So, or and teaching. So, you know, that's the one thing you can't take away from it is the it's just the, I, I, I guess, the consistency of it. So, Right. Well, and, and how tough was that for you, that, that COVID year of, you know, not being able to see the kids and getting out of that consistency? Because I know there were a lot of coaches, a lot of athletes that, you know, that really struggled yeah, you know, with that definitely. normal. Definitely. Well, you know, for me, from a teaching standpoint, um, I mean, it was – it was really easy kind of from the teaching standpoint in terms of, you know, we did our best to provide for, for these students, but I don't think it was good for the students at all. Um, but from the coaching standpoint, it was definitely, um, it was a challenge like I had never experienced, you know, we, we yeah. did our best to communicate with our teams. I mean, every single day, keep them motivated. Um, you know, but it just was such a long time that, you know, some of them were, some of these athletes were able to do it without a hitch, you know, and I really tip my hat to those, but a lot of them couldn't, a lot of them yeah. couldn't. And it was, you know, for, for me, it was for the ones that couldn't do it, for the ones that just couldn't bring themselves to work out the way we were asking them to do on their own. Um, and then they just kind of gave up on it. You know, it was kind of hurtful to me a little bit because, you know, uh, you think, man, we spent so much time together prior to this. I just have a hard time thinking that you would give up on it. You know what I mean? But, you know, you, you got to realize the differences in these, in these, some of these kids and their unique situations at home, you know? So that part of it was definitely, definitely difficult. I, I remember, you know, kind of thinking, especially within the cross country season, like our cross country season got postponed however many times. Yeah. You know, I got to a point where I was just thinking like, well, why do we keep doing this? Let's just, let's just call it quits now and move on to the next thing, which I'm so glad that that didn't happen. You know, that 
we, we were still able to do it, even though it was abbreviated and it was shoved in in a month. Right. You know, at least we got to do it. And I think for those kids who did sacrifice all that time, they they needed it and they deserved it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. but don't definitely I, I'm not anxious for another year like that ever. Believe me. <laughs> I Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think anybody is. It was uh, it was it was rough to watch some kids, uh, you know, have to walk away from it because it, it just wasn't yeah. working out for them. Um, it yeah. was, I, I know what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Uh, you know, it, yeah. But, you know, I'm glad. Like I said, even I felt because I felt the same way. Let's just move on. Let's let's forget it. Let's move on to track and let's focus on that. And then, right. Um, but it, it was nice to be able to have that track season, even modified as it was. Yeah. You know, um, to be able to get that in in some sort of normalcy. Sure. No, for sure. You know, and again, that's another thing. I uh, I remember kind of complaining at first when we heard about last year's track schedule going through the end of June, you know, I was thinking like, this is ridiculous, you know? Um, and mainly I think my mind was going to our distance athletes again, because they had trained so long for their quote unquote fall cross country season. And we turn back a week, turn around a week later and boom, we're into track and it goes through June and then boom, we're back into cross country again. So I remember thinking like, man, this is ridiculous, but you know, once we got to track season and it was a little more normal and, you know, we're at the state track meet, even though it was the end of June, it was well worth it, man. Well worth it. It was. It was. And I, I was uh, I was afraid of the heat a lot in June. Right. Right. Um, and it, I mean, and it was hot. Definitely was hot. Uh, but, you know, the kids have been running in it all throughout <laughs> the end of May right. and into yeah. June. So right. they were, you know. It was it was nice to get at least a schedule that tried to help out some of the distance athletes as much as they could to minimize. Yeah, no, no, for sure. No, I think, uh, but you know, I think there there was no perfect answer to it at all. But I think that ultimately the decisions that were made by the NMAA and with with all of that, including the state meet schedule, it all worked out. It all worked out for the best. Yeah, no, I I feel the same way. I think there was a lot of. a lot of questioning, you know, when it first happened and then, you know, we did it and the kids who were there, you know, made it through. And, and I think it, it was good for them to be able to have that, that experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, how did you handle that? How much of a break did you give your kids after that track season? Cause it was, you know, like you talked about such kind of a long extended right. thing. Well, what we did was, We normally, like for our cross country, we start our summer training the Monday after the 4th of July, which is, I think, a little bit later maybe than a lot of teams go. Um, But, you know, definitely last year I didn't want to go, obviously, any earlier than that. I wanted to give them a little bit of time. Um, But then what we we found ourselves doing was, even though we started kind of our normal start time, the amount of volume and the intensity of our training – wasn't quite what it would have been I think normally you know we had to just be a little bit more gradual getting into everything that we were doing um you know and and that that was I think the best decision that we could make for our kids our 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 higher performing kids simply because they had been going training at an intense level for so long 
For those that didn't, it was maybe not the best situation just because we geared it towards those those kids that have been running all the time. But yeah, that's how we did it. We just kind of approached it like we're going to just be a little slower transitioning into our cross-country training. And then, of course, how quickly we get into our volume and intensity and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, I, I kind of approached things the same way. It was because you had it was it was very dynamic groups because you had the kids who had been trying to training on their own and doing all this and, and almost a constant training for almost a full year. And then you right. had the other spectrum of, of kids coming in who hadn't done any sort of exercise in almost two years. So it, it right. was, yeah, uh, no, definitely <laughs> wide, the widest range of abilities and, and fitness levels that we've probably ever dealt with for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but you guys, you guys performed well, obviously coming out, um, I believe you guys were third this year for cross country on the boys side. Right. And, and the girls side, right. Was it third on the girls? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, I think when it all came down to it, I wound up being pretty proud of both of our teams. Um, you know, our boys that I, th- I think I was maybe not aware of the pressure that was on them, you know, we had won four state championships in a row on the boys side and we thought we had a very good team coming back. And, you know, so yeah, we were talking about, Hey guys, let's, let's do what we can to try to go win a fifth in a row, which, you know, was maybe a little bit unfortunate that that was our approach, you know, because we had some very young guys that were running on the varsity that, you know, probably didn't need any undue pressure put on them. We had some guys that, uh, even though they might be juniors this year, this was their first ever experience of running varsity cross country. And so, um, you know, I think they were a little bit shell shocked to begin the season because some of the success maybe that we were dreaming of didn't show itself right away. You know, we got, we got our butts beat pretty good by a handful of teams, you know, early on in the year, but to their credit, man, they just, um, you know, they never hung their head. They kept working, kept working, kept working. And honestly, we ran, you know, our district meet is a pretty competitive meet with us and Volcano and Rio Rancho. Um, and our boys really ran really, really well at district. So much so that we, I mean, we were, we said, man, I, I think we have as good of a chance as anybody to maybe win the state meet um, in the following week. Now, I think that was, you know, we were just a little too excited because when it came down to it, Volcano, they were obviously that they were the best team in the state, you know, and the only way I think anybody was going to beat them is if they were going to lay an egg at the state meet and they, they did not lay an egg, they put it down, you know? And so, you know, for our boys to be third, um, I, I think was really a good, a good finish for them. We had one guy, unfortunately just had a really off day at state. And then I think if he would have run, the way he was capable of, I think we might've been able to be second, but still to get a trophy after, like I said, getting, getting our butts whooped for a lot of the season, I was happy with them. And my girls, I mean, I, I, I was like over the moon happy with what our girls did. We, um, the girls team specifically took major lumps the year of COVID, you know, we, um, before, all of the cancellations and all the postponements, we really thought we had a girls team that could potentially win the state meet. We had been third the year prior and every girl was coming back. So we were thinking like, man, we're going to have a good team. Well, 
when we finally did have our season during that year, we only had one of those girls that ran at the state meet the year before run at state. And that was Leah Feudy, who's our, our top girl. Right. Wow. The rest, the rest of them just, uh, they just, they couldn't do it. They couldn't work out on their own um, for that length of time. And they all just quit. And then when the season finally came around, they were so afraid of being so far out of shape that they didn't, they didn't even want to attempt doing it. So we went from having a team that I thought could potentially vie for a state championship to, man, we're going to scratch and claw to just even make it to the state meet, um, which they did. So this year, it was almost like a total, we had no idea who was going to be around to be on that team, you know. But uh, the girls that were there, I mean, they are very, very inexperienced. Um, and, And I would say, like, not even to knock on them at all, not a very talented group of girls, just in natural ability aside from a one or two of them, but they just totally bought into what we were doing and kept working, kept working. And to get third at the state meet was truly the absolute best that I think that they could have done the absolute best. So I don't know, over the moon, proud of those girls. They did a great job. That's, that's great coach. I I love hearing you talk about them and and how proud and, and the work they put in. It's, I mean, just tells me how much you, you care about, you know, their success and, and how they're feeling about it. And it's, it's, uh, I mean, any good coach is going to do that, but I just, I, I love hearing it. I just, it's part of the reason I love talking to other coaches. Yeah. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, it. for sure. And, and, and you were right. I think, I mean, Volcano was just, just amazing this year on the boys side. I mean, their, their group they time, were. their pack time was just, there was, yeah, there was no way unless, you know, like you said, somebody, you know, a couple of them just laid an egg at the, at the meet, but they, right. they ran fantastic. Well, they did. And, you know, a, a lot of credit goes to them. I think that, you know, they had a group of guys and of course I don't know them well, but I just have to assume that, you know, this has been something that they've been looking forward to. Like, man, we're going to have a good team. Um, and they obviously had to sacrifice during the COVID year too. Not one of them faded away, you know, they were all there and, you know, so that's, that's a pretty unique dynamic when they know, and all of them were been working towards this. Now it's our year and they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't, uh, disappoint. They, they came through. So obviously a lot of credit for them. Good. They did a great job. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of other teams felt what you were, you know, as far as the girls, I seem COVID, had an impact on on teams across the board but it seems like the girls teams especially were were hit hard you know throughout the state Um, yeah it was that was that was tough to see a lot of teams not be able to to fill the a girls team i know and i i found myself when we had our struggles with our girls it was like a night and day difference between our boys during that during the covid year to our girls like i mean our our boys, every single one of them, not one of them skipped a beat. It was like no problem for them to just keep rolling, whether we were at meeting at practice or not, but the girls were the stark opposite to that. So, you know, it makes you wonder like, what what's the difference? But I agree with you. I think it just hit the girls hurt way worse than it did the boys. So, you know, unfortunate, but like we say, it is what it is. We just gotta, everybody's got to try to bounce back from it now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so part of that bounce back, you know, I'm always curious how other 
coaches do it. I, I teach third grade, and so I'm not at Sandia, so I don't I don't get to be there and walk in the halls and and pull kids out and be like, hey, come out and join the team. You know, right? Try to try to catch as many as I can after school. Um, how does that work for you? Because you're you're a PE teacher, right? Right. And right. so you know, is it well, just seen some seen some kids out there like, hey, you're looking good. You should come on out. Right. Well, yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh, when I talk about cross country, you know, the thing that like you'll hear me say is like very few, very, very few kids come to high school knowing I'm going to be a cross country runner. You know, there's there's a few that have maybe done some age group running and they've had some success. So, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. But I think most of them um, get tricked into coming out one way or another, you know, and so. uh yeah, that's what, that's what we do. You know, we, I do, I teach PE and within PE, I try to, I try to talk to kids like, what do you do? And try to convince them to come out. Um, but there's no doubt the ones that get them out are the current athletes on our team, you know? And so we, we have to use them as our recruiters more than anything. So, you know, just constantly, constantly making those that are within your program feel a part of something that's, that's important. It's special and, and want to go get some other people out there. However they do it, go do it, you know? So yeah, it's tough. And I, I could imagine for you, it's even, even harder not being at the school, but, uh, you know, again, you gotta, you gotta put a lot of your faith in, in your athletes that they're going to maybe do it, do it for you. So, you know, <laughs> absolutely. And that's, and that's, I mean, that is how we've grown. It's just taking kids to be like, all right, come on, you know, bring, bring a buddy day type of thing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's one of those things like, and I'm sure you've experienced this, a kid will come out to cross country that is very nervous about doing so, I think, just because they have maybe never really had success in, in any sports, you know, and now I'm coming out to do this sport that is arguably the most difficult sport that you can do. I mean, physically demanding beyond belief. Right. And you know, but if they can get out there and stay for just a little bit of time, you know, most of them find out, man, this is something that I really enjoy, you know, right. and it doesn't matter if they're a C team athlete, JV, varsity, you know, if they're there for a little bit of time, more than likely they're going to see it through, you know, because it just, it grabs them one way or another. It's a, it's just such a unique sport. And, you know, the dynamic on our teams is, is unlike any other sport, you know, so yep. yeah. You, you got it, man. If you can get them out there, that's the, you know, you've gotten over the biggest hurdle for sure. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the if, if they can hang out for, for a few days and, and get to know the people around them, they usually find someone or a group that they kind of click with and and then and then they're hooked, you know, then, it's, then they got yep. some of that peer pressure like, hey, we didn't see you today. Why? You know, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You got it, man. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's it's uh, it's it it is completely unique. It is. Uh, I think, even though I think you know a lot of teams are are aiming for obviously, you know, state championships, placing at state, and doing all the you know. There's there is some of that pressure. There is also this this very low energy type of. You know, oh, we're all stretching together and it's fun and we're or we're doing these things that are just a little bit more, I think, relaxed than some other teams um, are able to produce. Uh, no, there, 
No doubt. You know, like I, I always say, like, when you think about your team, your cross country team and what makes it special, it, a lot of times, I mean, we put a lot of emphasis on what the varsity athletes are doing, you know, and that's what makes the headlines in the papers. But, you know, your JV athletes, your C team athletes, the ones who don't get much mention, you know, those are the ones that kind of make your team, you know, and they are typically drawn to it for what you just said. You know, the atmosphere is not quite as, um, for lack of a better word, intense, I guess, than maybe if you were to play football or you do something else. And that's, that's a lot, it's more appealing to a lot of kids, you know, and then like you said, the whole team's warming up together. There's a social aspect to it. You know, even though you're doing everything you're supposed to do, um, it allows you to have a social aspect that you maybe wouldn't be able to get in another sport. So, um, no, for sure. That is, that is what makes cross country desirable to a certain kid, you know, for sure. Right. And, you know, one of my favorite things is getting those C teamers or getting those, those ones that come out and they're, I can't run. Like, right. <laughs> right. And, and by the end they're, you know, they, they may not be a varsity, may not ever be a varsity kid, but they're out there running and enjoying it. And Oh, for sure. Well, and those are the ones, you know, like every year there's a, there's an athlete that we have that's maybe been on, they, maybe they've been in the program for four years and they have never, ever gotten off of the C team. You know, every race they've run has been on the C team. And they may even be one of our our further back athletes on the C team. You know, and, and you look at those kids potentially, you know, and you ask, why, why the heck do you stick to this, you know? But it's because of that. They have the ability um, to still, I can compare my times, you know. I know I was this this close to a person that I race against all the time, you know, so there is an ability to motivate yourself aside from just winning a race or making a varsity team or, or whatever, you know, and and honestly, those, those are the athletes that I think, you know, they, they tear on my heartstrings more than anybody else for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely, completely agree with you on that. (laughs) Because they're, they're some of the hardest working kids, you right. know, they just right. well, doesn't, for sure. doesn't always come together for them. No, no. And like, I mean, we have like right now I'm thinking of one athlete in particular that's, a, she was a senior on our team just this year. And, um, you know, she was, has always been one of our last girls in all the races that, that we run. But I remember telling her parents this year, like, you know, but like this, our whole cross country program, our team, this whole experience would really be no fun if someone like her was not here. If it weren't for her, this whole experience would not be fun. I mean, yeah, we, you know, we kind of all love the excitement and the intensity that comes from like a varsity competition, especially if you have, you know, an individual or a team who has the ability to do something great, but Still, though, that that kind of comes and goes. You know, you'll, you're not going to always have a team maybe that can win or an individual that can win, but you're going to always have these athletes, hopefully, that are like that, that are just committed to what your team does regardless of the success that they see. So um, anyway, you could talk about that forever, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's what that's what makes it so cool. 
no doubt. No, I, I agree. And I think, you know, a lot of that comes down from the coach and, and the atmosphere you're providing. But at the same time, those kids still have to buy into it. And that's right. not always the easiest thing to do. <laughs> no, you're right. You are right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we were talking, you, you, you talked about this streak for, for your boys cross country program and maybe having a little too much pressure on them, especially with the younger, the younger group, you've got a, a streak going on, um, on your boys track team as well, as far as state titles. Right. So, so are you going to, are you already thinking of kind of approaching that a little bit different after seeing, you know, how it affected the cross country team or is it a different beast since you have the different, you know, the sprinters yeah. and all that? Well, that's a good, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, I, uh, I I think we will kind of tr try to approach it with the same kind of intensity. I think, like, look, we we probably I think we have a chance that we could we could win another state championship. Now, if is that the truth right now? I don't know or not, but I think that we'll start our practices and kind of have that be out there in the air. Is that if we hope to do anything like that, we're going to have to work you know, type of thing. It's not going to just be given to us because of past teams successes, you know? So, you know, I, I think that'll be a carrot that we're kind of dangling out there in front of them, you know? Um, you know, and we have a track, the nature of track is definitely different, you know? Um, even though we do everything as a team, when it's all broken up, you got these different groups that are, that are having to worry about what they're doing all for the goals of your team, you know, and I, I'm really fortunate in track that I have some assistant coaches that have been with me for a long time and within their group of athletes that they work with. Um, I mean, they just do an unbelievable job of getting their kids ready year after year after year. Um, so much so that it's almost, I mean, it's amazing to me that they're able to do it over and over and over all the time. So, um, and it's fun in the sense that we all have our own thing that we got to deal with and put it all together for our team to succeed. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we got to get to, we got to get through some practices and maybe get to a meet before we really know what our teams may be capable of. But, uh, you know, I hope that, I hope that we can say, Hey, we got a chance to maybe be a better team in the state again. So time will tell. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I love the attitude. I love the balance between, the intensity and and kind of um you know we don't know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly we can be we can be hopeful but when it comes down to it i guess we got to see where where everybody you know is kind of falling once the season gets going yeah so uh, you know how did you talked about having some assistance you know how does it work for for you during track season since you are the head coach you know, do you get to go out with your distance boys? Are you, do you split it off to an assistant? So you're there with, you know, the main group. Um, do you still get, do you still work with the girls at all? How does that work with in your right. situation? Yeah, I think I'm very, very fortunate. I am the head coach for the boys team. Um, but I do spend a large majority of my time with the distance runners um, because we don't have another distance coach on my staff. Now on the girls staff, they do have a distance coach and she and I work side by side with all of our distance runners, boys and or girls, you know? And so 
Because of that, it provides me the opportunity from time to time. Um, I don't necessarily have to go out with the distance runners. Um, I can stay back and see what the sprinters are doing or go over and watch what the throwers are doing, which, you know, we don't get to do that a ton. But, you know, from my perspective, I definitely want those other groups of athletes to know that I am definitely caring about what they're doing, you know, that what they do means as much to me as what our distance group might be doing. So we've got a neat situation, um, but I I am definitely with the distance runners, you know, I would say 90% of the time. So um, not much different than what cross country is. And and even though there is a distance coach for our our girls team, I still get to be with the girls distance runners too. So it's, uh, it's kind of the best of both worlds, to be honest. So definitely, Hope that it can stay that way all the time. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just always curious because every team's just a little bit different. And sure, for it, sure, definitely. Yeah. Well, it would be it would be. Um, well, and I can even say this from experience. When I first started coaching, I coached at Cibola High School, right. and um, within my first year, I just my my staff wasn't very big, you know, and so. I was trying to coach the sprinters and the distance people kind of at the same time. Um, but when it, what ends up happening with that is that you end up neglecting one or the other all the time, you know? And right. so, um, you know, not to say that you do it on purpose, you for sure don't do it on purpose, but you just don't, you don't have the time to devote to all of them at the same time. So, um, you know, for some of these teams that maybe don't have, multiple coaches to go around, I definitely feel for them for sure. Right. And it's like you said, it, it, it really, it's a good, in a good situation to be able to have coaches that you've been able to bring on that you trust and can know that they're going to take care of everything, you know, that you want them to take care of. Absolutely. Oh no, for sure. For sure. It's a, I mean, for me, with like I said, I mentioned these coaches. I mean, I've one like my throws coach. His name's Matt George. Uh, he and I, we've been coaching together for 19 years now. Every oh, wow. track season, every track season that I've coached, he's been there. And uh, you know, my sprint coach Isaac Bergner, who also helps me in cross country. Um, I mean, I think 15 of those 19 years we've been together. So you know, with that kind of longevity. I mean, those guys, and that's just a couple of them. A lot of my other coaches have been around not quite as long, but 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, you know? And so, you know, with that kind of longevity, I mean, I honestly, I could not even be at practice and I could know that it is going to be run 100% perfect the way I would expect it to be done. I mean, these guys, they do, they just do a phenomenal job. That's that's awesome. It, how long have you been coaching at this point? This is my 19th school year. Um, so teaching, coaching, been doing it also. This was my 19th uh, cross country season that just passed and, you know, about to be our 19th track season. So, yeah, it's been it's gone by incredibly fast. I'll tell you that it doesn't feel <laughs> like ni- it doesn't feel like 19 years, but uh, yeah, 19 years. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I mean, um, and, and you've had, like I said, you've had success at, at you know, throughout those years. So that's awesome. Um, 
you know, you have you noticed because I get this sometimes from teachers who have been teaching for a long time and they say, you know, oh, things have changed and, and the kids have changed and, and this and that. You know, do you feel like there's been a change, you know, whether it's in just the coaching or, or in the teaching in the almost 20 years? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. You know, I think that kids' behavior potentially and just their likes and their dislikes have maybe have maybe changed a little bit. But ultimately, I think these kids are still kids. You know, they're still the same, basically the same year after year. And, um, you know, like as far as athletes working hard or whatever, I, I don't, I have not seen a change with that. You know, you have, you have your group of kids who are going to do exactly what you ask them to do all the time, as hard as they can. And you have your groups that may not, you know, they're not going to put in quite that same amount of work, but that's been true every year. You know, I definitely don't get to a year and say like, man, I'm just having a harder time getting these kids to work hard. I, it's not like that for me at all, you know? So, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess somebody else might have a different opinion of that, you know, but, uh, for me, I, I think, I think it stays pretty true. That's I, I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, one thing that's interesting to me is that, uh, you know, us and APS, you know, we, we might host a cross country meet, um, and then we'll host, you know, the, some of the, the JV meets and, and middle school meets and stuff. Uh, but most of the, the big meets are hosted, you know, by APS, you know, we're, Correct. we're not necessarily in charge of those, you know, help out in certain areas. What is, uh, it like for you? I mean, you host, a, a one of the biggest outside of Jamboree and state, um, meets, you know, in cross country to kind of start the year, you've got, uh, you know, a pretty popular relay uh, track meet. Um, you know, is there a big difference between setting, you know, both of those up? Well, for us, I mean, then that was a big change for me. Like I said, I coached at Cibola High School for a, right. for actually seven years, and then I went to, to Cleveland, and um, that was definitely a big change, you know, it, like you said, in APS, you don't, any big event is done by the district, you know? Um, and so you do, yeah, a middle school meet, you might help out with a JV meet. Well, when I went to Rio Rancho public schools with these meets, we do, we do it all, you know? Right. I mean, when we get a lot of help, believe me, like there's, there's a lot of people that um, volunteer to help us. Our district you know, they do everything they can to make sure we have what we need to host these meets. But, uh, um, no, we definitely, we definitely have to do it, you know, but, but it's, that's another part of it. That's fun. You know, um, you know, you, like you said, like our cross country meet has gotten a little bit bigger and, you know, we're proud of that because we're, for us, we kind of look at it as like, well, I guess people are enjoying this meet. Um, and we, and we hope that they continue to do so, you know, we definitely want it to be a good, um, experience for the athletes and for all the spectators that that come to you know so um yeah it's definitely it's more work it's it can be stressful to to host these events because there's you know a lot of things that can go wrong and and really impact the quality of the meat but uh you know assuming and and just that it all goes that it goes well it winds up being 
it ends up being pretty fun and, and rewarding to be able to to do that, you know. And for us, it's it's kind of a learning experience. It provides a, a learning experience for our athletes too, um, because for instance, in track, we host two JV meets at our at our school, and our varsity athletes have to help at the meet to run the whole meet off, you know. And vice versa, at a varsity meet, we host we host at least two varsity meets every year in track. Every one of our JV athletes has to come in and help at it and, you know, experience it from a different kind of light. You know, you're, you're now a quote unquote, an official, um, and, and people expect it to be done well. So, you know, I, I think it's good for them to have to kind of work too. So it, it winds up being good across the board. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like when they get that experience of knowing how tough some of the officials have it. You know, and Absolutely. and they definitely have to, you know, experience the meet in a different way. Like you said, I mean, they they have to be aware. You know, if they're working those exchange zones, they have to be aware of, you know, what it, are they ready to start? Am I ready? You know, what's happening in this in this situation, and right. um, and giving their full attention to it when you know if they're at a meet, they, you know, just yeah. they're doing their thing. Well, and even for even for our parents, you know, like you you can relate you go to a cross country meet especially if it's a bigger meet and you'll get the results and there'll be a parent that's maybe upset like i know my kid beat this kid or finished here or there or whatever and obviously there was some kind of problem and either they got jumbled up in the shoot or the timing messed up whatever well those same parents if you ask them to work in the shoot at your meet and they see <laughs> these athletes barreling in it's very easy for there to be you know, a person switched here or there, you know? So I think they, they, they get, they take it with a grain of salt the next time their, their athlete or their kid isn't quite where they think they should be there. could And they're not going to be quite as upset if that, if that happens. So yeah. it's good. <laughs> it's good. I, I like that perspective too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when I when I look at you chasing down your kids and and yelling them as you know pretty much all of us cross country coaches are doing at the meets, you look like you're in a pretty good shape yourself still, <laughs> at least at least in decent shape. You're giving me a face, but <laughs> yeah. what what is uh you know your your relationship with running right now? So I don't run a whole lot to be honest with you, um, and it's crazy because you know when I was training like in college, let's say, like my mindset was, you know, I'll train forever. I, I'm not going to get out of shape type of a deal. But then very quickly upon getting out of it, I realized like, I'm not training, I'm out of shape, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, and, and and even now too, there's been some times I've, I've said, okay, I'm going to get back into it. And it seems like at this point, when I start training or trying to run with any kind of intensity, I hurt something, you know? And so now, um, you know, I, I run to stay in a certain amount of fitness and, or work out aside from just running, um, just because, you know, you want to stay in some shape. And, and honestly, I think my motivation comes from, I want to be in good enough shape that I can run around at these, at these cross country meets, because, uh, you know, unlike standing on the sideline at a soccer game or a football game or a basketball game, there's not that luxury, not if you if you hope to do right by your athletes. So, right. you know, just 
do whatever I can to stay in a decent amount of a de- decent amount of shape. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's and it's definitely easier at some meets than than others to to get oh, back man, and let forth. Me tell, let me tell you, I know. I just for the fun of it, I I'll put my distance monitor on at the start of a cross country meet, as I'm sure you've done too, just to yeah. kind of see like what kind of miles am I getting in, and you know, you go to a meet like you know, the Metro meet at community stadium or the old Academy course, you know, those, those meets between the six races that we run, it was not uncommon for you to get 10 miles of movement in over the course of the meet, which seems kind of crazy, but it's true. And that's, that's cross country, you know? Yeah. I, uh, um, I saw a shirt. I can't remember what team it was. But they had a, the it was a it was a parent shirt. It's cross country, the the only sport that requires the parents to be in shape too. <laughs> it is. It's true. I know. <laughs> it's true. It's uh. It's yeah. It's uh, It's something else. You know. Just just another one of those unique uh, aspects of it that just makes it. You know, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything for sure. As I'm no. sure you wouldn't. For sure. Well. Again, like you you said it, it, it's a uniqueness to cross country. But if you are a person that loves cross country, you love that aspect of it too. I mean, like I can remember uh, my dad and I drove to the NCAA Division I cross country championships in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, I can't I can't even tell you the year that it was. It was I was in high school, and it was when Adam Goucher won the national championship. Um, yeah and you know for me again i had been around cross country at that point plenty but that was something that i noticed there that you know it just kind of gives you goosebumps i mean you would run from one spot and watch these studs come running by and then you would look and there was thousands of people running to the next to the next spot you know just a stampede of people and pretty awesome you know pretty awesome to see that many people that are that keyed into what's going on and this is over the course of a 10k you know right. so um just just it's awesome this is so cool yeah yeah i think um the energy at a cross country meet you know from all levels from c team to varsity high school middle school to um to collegiate or you know even if you're going out to the cross country nationals like yeah. The the people who are there spectating the the energy that they bring with it is, I mean, it's comparable to any other you know major sport. You know, if if somebody hasn't been there, it's just it is, you know, these major marathons and people yelling, you know, throughout yeah. like it's just it, it's 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 um it's so energizing for the athletes, and yet you know as m- myself as a spectator, I'm 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 riled up. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> Sure. It's great, oh, you know. For sure. For sure. Well, just, you know, even like this year at the state cross country meet, I remember running out. And of course, I want to see my athletes, but, you know, I see your your boy running by, you know. Um, you can't help but look at him and just be, you know, taken back, you know, at what he's doing. And then, of course, you hear other people who are there cheering for him, especially if you happen to see his family cheering for right. him. You know, it'll it'll choke you up from time to time. It's a pretty cool thing. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you've come across this too, where you, you, 
make connection with another athlete from another school for, oh, yeah. you know, a, a friend's kid or, a, you know, a, another coach's kid or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever relationship you have and you're yelling yeah. at them and you get excited and, and then, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, they get excited. Oh, you know, the Cleveland coach was cheering for me or yeah. the Sandia coach was cheering for me. And it, it, you know, it's that extra little, it's, um, sure. It's definitely fun. <laughs> no, you're right. You are right. <laughs> it, but yeah, I like. You know, this is. Th- this is part of why I love the podcast. You know, getting off on these. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily call this a tangent because it's. It's all part of it. But it's. It's. It's not something I've necessarily gone into a lot. But it's. It's such a big part of running, at any level, that anybody can relate to, and, is just so much fun and it's so exciting to talk about you know because i can just go off on this topic for you know spectating for just <laughs> for forever as well because it's just it's it's its own different thing you're right you are right man um you know i know i i'm sure that you have had you know a lot of people talking to you and obviously with the tradition that you're that your dad had, that your, um, you know, grandfather, your uncle, y- your brother's coaching as well. Uh, you know, how much does it, I guess, take you to just kind of, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what they're doing. You know, I just, you know, kind of focus on, on, on your own stuff and not like kind of let those comparisons come down too much. Um, to be honest, that that's not. That I don't think that's ever been an issue for me. You know, I'm proud. I'm definitely proud of all of those people that you just mentioned. You know, when somebody asked me about my uncle and the successes that he's had at LSU or Texas A&M, you know, I I love to talk about it. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. Same thing. You know, my dad. I'm really proud of what he accomplished as a high school coach and you know at at UNM and um, like you said, my my brother. You know, he's now at Texas A&M too and he's an unbelievable coach. I mean, really, really a good coach. So, um, you know, I, I don't ever feel, uh, any kind of pressure or anything being compared to, to any of them. Um, you know, and, and even if I'm not compared to them, even if I'm below, below <laughs> them forever, it's fine by me, man. Cause these are, these are people who are special to me and what they've done is special too. So it's, it's all good. What does it mean for you? um to see your dad still out there at the meets because i i see him and i i get excited and he he's out at you know most of them still you know cheering on you know what does that mean for you to to have him out there well yeah you mean just uh you know it's it's the the support that he and and my mom give me for all for has been forever is just uh you you know you can't even begin to put it in in words or describe how grateful you are you know for it, you know, and it's something they definitely, they wouldn't have to do at this point, but, uh, it, it means a ton when they're at these meets and they're always at, at the meets. And if they're not here, it's because they're at a meet of my brothers at, in Texas or something, you know? So, um, you know, definitely, uh, it means a lot. It means a ton. That's, that's great. And I think that's a great spot to wrap up. Um, you know, at some point I'll, I want to have you back on and, and talk about uh you know some specific training stuff because that's always fun too. Okay. 
but uh you know just want to ask the same thing i ask everybody at the end and that's just uh what are you listening to to kind of get you going get you ready for uh practice or pe or you know whatever <laughs> whatever else shoot i don't know kind of kind of hard to say i think i tune into a whole bunch of different things but typically um you know, if you're a passenger in my car, you'll probably want to change the channel because it's on it's on a country station most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you can get you can get jacked up from from anything, you know. So um, I just I try to I try to get some variation. But uh, anyway, it doesn't take much for me to get excited, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it's it's run the gambit from you know, just about any type of music you can imagine. So, right, right, right. So. It's just always fun to hear. Good deal. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like I said, this has been a, a lot of fun. I really appreciate you taking the, the time to talk to me. You know, obviously, um, you know, good luck to you and your athletes this track season. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see, see what you guys do. Can't wait to see you out there on the track. Um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? Oh, no, I, I, uh, I've enjoyed the heck out of this. This has been fun. And yeah, hope, hopefully we can do it again another time. But I appreciate you having me on and, you know, listen to whatever it is that I'm rambling about. But uh, <laughs> I, I look forward to seeing you this track season, too. And I know your athletes are going to are going to show out just like they did in cross country. So I don't know. This has been fun. Appreciate it. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time, and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at RunningNewMexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.